0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sakura's Garden. First things first, I want to say thank you so much to every single person who listens to just me blabber and talk and just everything. Like, I'm so appreciative for all the love, support, even messages I got on Instagram, DMs. Like, I love chatting with everybody. And it means a lot to me, seriously. Like, I'm sending, I hope y'all feel my love. If you feel a little chill, if you feel a little love coming in, just know that's from me. (laughs) But seriously, thank you on a serious note. I really appreciate everything. Um, I love it. And what else did I want to say? And happy early 2023, even though it's not even 2023 yet. But with how fast time is going, I feel like it's really about to be here tomorrow. Ooh. I hope y'all ain't hear me, Bert. Okay, so today, I just feel so happy. I feel so blessed. Honestly, I came through just, I've just been, I just love love. I love life. Like, I'm really very appreciative of every single thing that happened in my life and is happening in my life now, and regardless of the bad and the good and all the bad that it took to get me here because it really built me into the person I am today, even though it was enjoyable, of course, but, but yeah. I just wanted to say that I feel like it's very important to practice gratitude and appreciation, because I feel like a lot of us are very, I mean, it's a normal psychological thing for a lot of us to kind of want more, or even complain about different things that's happening in our lives, but not to uh, invalidate or downplay what anyone is going through either. But, you know, despite a lot, like life happens for you, not to you. And it is a hard concept to really fully, fully uh, what is it called embody or understand because i know that a, there's also a lot of bad <laughs> there's a lot of bad that is very difficult to um heal from and you're completely valid just take it one day at a time you know and yeah that's like a little went on a little rant but yes i just hope everyone's doing good seriously and today that's not even the point of the video i'm already rambling i just like so excited. i feel so giggly every time i do this but today i want to talk about how to get anything you want out of life like not even talk about just manifestation just like well it does tie into manifestation of course but this is just a a basic not basic but this is literally how to do that and a lot of times with life if you feel like you're forcing something or you're trying too hard and nothing is working um you don't know how to connect to your authentic self or you feel like there's you're struggling, it's hard to find the good, whatever the case may be. Um, and this is how you literally get your manifestations, how you get what you want in life, how you find more stability and happiness in your life, how to heal everything. And a lot of times it's so hard, but it's amazing at the same time how the the answers are usually the simplest ones. it's funny because a lot of us will try to not force but control a situation or try to make things happen and a lot of times if it's too complicated it's too hard it's causing you too much stress it's causing you too much pain or anxiety a lot of times you're going about it the wrong way I want to say 9.5 times out of 10 you're going about it the wrong way because a lot of times if we feel like we're almost pushing against the grain it's because we have to take a step back and relax, just surrender, let go. And again, a lot of times the easiest answers are the simplest answers or the best answers are the simplest ones. So that's literally what this is going to be. You're not going to like this answer, but you're going to love it at the same time. So it's one simple thing, one thing to focus on, one priority to help you get anything in the max out of life in general whether it's in your career goals, your life, your love life, uh, schooling, whatever in, whatever in every case it may be. So how do I get anything I want out of life? Are you ready? Are you, are you ready? It all starts within yourself. I know. I know I feel like it almost sounds obvious or almost sounds what's the word redundant like I'm repeating myself or you might have even heard this you might have known this subconsciously but it really does all start inside of you you want changes in the outside what what am I doing in the inside that's bringing me these same situations or these same patterns like what can I do to align myself with what I want or what I need. I know. It's like, damn, is that easy? as just looking within. Yeah. But at the same time, it is hard, especially because, you know, however old you are, you're 30, 40, even 15 years old, you know, you have, you know, 15 years worth or 20 years worth and a whole lifetime worth of a lot of experiences, whether it's good and bad. Oh, I have hiccups. Confirmation. But whether it's good or bad or traumatic or it's inspiring or whatever. There's a lot of tears. We all carry experiences in our lives that made us who we are today, right? Nature and nurture. Now, in order to align yourself with what you want, what you want to manifest, you got to be in that energy. Because let's say you want to, I don't even know, be a scientist, okay? And it's you want this bad, but it's hard for you to get there. Or you want to be a makeup artist, right? You want this bad, but whatever you're doing isn't working to get there. Or you want the perfect man or the perfect woman, but you personally believe that, damn, everyone out there in this generation sucks. Like everyone's like a hoe or something like that. Um, you know, you can't find what you're looking for. It's a lot of times because of our own biases inside or how we see ourselves or even the energy you're in, you know, so I'm gonna go to that example of finding love. I feel like that's just something I hear a lot more common lately. So I'm just going to use that as an example, but of course you could use whatever personal example you have. Um, let's say you're looking for love, right? How can you, you know, wish or pray or want love like let's say you've been praying for years right but when you get it do you know what to do with it do you know how to handle it are you even aligned with it because it's like a lot of us want something but we don't look at ourselves to see if we're aligned with that thing or we don't see what we could change in order to get that like let's say so you asked for, in my example, you asked for this perfect man or this perfect woman. And uh, I'm going to talk about, like, God, okay? I'm calling him God. That's just what I call him. But you could call it the universe, your higher self, your um, spirit. But I'm just going to use God for this sake. But you could fill in that blank however you wish. Because, of course, it's all law of one. But how could God send you a person let's say god sends you the perfect king like check marks every single box or a perfect woman check marks every single box but then the second you get it you're toxic or like you're self-sabotaging and then when you get it you're gonna feel worse than before you even had it because you're gonna realize it's gonna mirror you and you're gonna realize like damn like i don't even deserve this person for real because I have so much shit with myself that I just can't align with that. Okay, so a lot of times that's a big reason why we're not getting something. So how can I get this and actually maintain it and live with it? It all starts within. You need to align, you need to match your energy with whatever you want. You gotta match your energy with what you need. So you want this man, this high quality, high value man or high value woman, you got to be a high value person yourself. You got to bring everything and more to the table. So you match someone who brings everything and more to the table too. You got to, you got to, what could I do to make this happen? Right? You got to make a, even a list. Like what do I need to change about myself? What is toxic about myself? What do I not like about myself that I have to fix or that I, have to change. I don't even want to say fix because that's another like misconception specifically about healing. Like a lot of us think that healing is okay. I want to fix myself or I want to fix this, fix, fix, fix. No, healing is simply healing over experiences and trauma that was done to you or you did to other people. Like healing is understanding the lesson or what what happened that allowed you to grow or what did I gain from this that made me who I am today regardless of the bad you know healing is not about fixing because the biggest lesson about healing is actually realizing that I'm perfect the way I am the flaws aren't actually flaws your flaws what you don't like about yourself are things that actually make you you that you know it's kind of cheesy but that you should learn to love about yourself because Everyone's their own person, bro. And if we all were perfect people, let's say we all had zero, zero broken, um, brokenness. Um. Oh, I just got like a, like a weird, um, feeling that I should share this story. But I'm reading the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. If you may or may or not already know, I have a series on it on TikTok. You can find my link tree. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, so chapter 26 of the Korean gospel of Jesus the Christ, right? So Jesus was actually in Eastern India spreading this teaching with a bunch of people who actually came to listen to him talk, right? And he shares about how there is a lot of judgment, right? Like, we're so quick to judge someone who, let's say, is a stripper, right? Like, oh my god, like, this girl's a whore, like, she's making money, like, being half naked, or, Oh, this person's a robber, this person's a thief, and we're so quick to judge them, like wow, they're low life, whatever. But yeah, it's the same people who judge those people or just judge in general that you're doing more harm to yourself than you're doing good to yourself, because it's the same people that judge that actually created like a perfect coat, right? Like a a coat that would represent like a mask. Like they have a perfect mask um, behind the mask, is the reputation, right? But behind that mask, you take that coat off and under that, you're going to find a person that's real loud, likes to speak real big, yet they are secretly sinning. The only difference is that some people might sin more pub- publicly and they might feel guilty and they might um, also confess like their sins. They might confess their guilt and apologize. And that says a lot more about them than it does about the person judging. Because the second you take your coat off or you take that coat representing your reputation off, a lot of people who do judge secretly sin. because you could secretly be cheating on your significant other or you could secretly be stealing but not telling anyone. You could secretly be getting drunk and fucked up and then later that night, you fucking somebody. That is in of itself, you think that's great? I'm not here to shame anyone either. I'm just giving this example that was given in this gospel, right? Because when you are directly judging another person, you're actually directly showing a glimpse of your own character. And it's crazy because the people who judge the most actually do worse in secret. Like, it's crazy. So if you do find yourself judging or find yourself in that little area, um, Take a step back and look at yourself. Like, if you catch yourself doing something you don't like, what does this show about me? You see you yourself hating on a girl or a guy or another person. Literally, it takes, a, it takes practice, of course, but stop and think for a second. Like, what does this say about me? What is this teaching me about me? Because a lot of times when we judge other people, it could be judgment of, damn, they're doing it, and I know I could do it too, but I'm too scared. Or, um... I'm judging them because they're so outgoing, but yeah, I'm too shy. A lot of times, a lot of people in general, it could be you, it could not be you, judge because we can't do that or we don't have the confidence to do that or shaming because at least we're doing it in secret, right? So... Jesus shares a parable and it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful parable. So I definitely want to share it now. I just feel called to sharing it now. So mind you also, a parable is basically a story with a moral lesson or a moral, a moral ending. Okay. That teaches a lesson. And I feel like this is very relevant right now. So I want to share it because it's beautiful. So Jesus shares. So there was a farmer, right? And he had a great big field full of ripe grain and wheat. It was beautiful, big field, you know, a lot of money there. And when he went to go look at it, he noticed that the blades of a lot of the stalks of wheat were actually bent and broken, right? So he sent um, harvesters with sickles, which is basically like a tool to chop um, stalks and wheat and for harvesting. So he sent these harvesters to the field and he told them we're not going to save the stalks of wheat with the broken blades because we're just not going to save them. So just go ahead, cut them down and burn them anytime you find any stalks with the broken blades. And they did what they're told, of course. And fast forward many days, maybe months, and the farmer goes back to check and measure his newly grown wheats and grains. But when he went back, he couldn't even find a kernel—not even one kernel. So he called the harvesters back, you know, and he asked them, "Okay, where's my grain? <laughs> like, where did it go?" And the harvesters were like, "Like, whoa, we did according to your word, sir. I don't know why I did that in that accent. Um, we gathered and burned the stalks with the broken blades, and not one stalk was left to carry to the barn." So what's the moral of the story here? Jesus says, and listen carefully, if God saves only those who have no broken blades, who have, by the the way, already been perfect in his sight, who would be saved? Like, let that sink in. If God saves only those who have no broken blades, who have been perfect in his sight, meaning we are broken blades is what makes us us right and a lot of us will have that perception even of ourselves or other people that yes you're broken or we're broken we have all these things we want to fix yet we're already perfect in his sight we're perfect as we are yet we have an expectation that we have to be with no broken blades in this perfect wheat stock right which is just unrealistic because life our environment like you just it's unrealistic but our broken blades aren't broken it's our brokenness is not broken you're not broken bro you're perfect but let's say if we were quote unquote perfect our perception of perfect being we have no trauma no brokenness no blades no flaws like whatever we're per quote unquote perfect and i'm saying quote unquote because a lot of us have different perceptions or different perspectives of what is perfect and how to define perfection but we all are simply perfect the way we are. And I'm not just saying that in like a corny way, because it's so like factual. Like if there was, if we were perfect without these blades and brokenness, there would be nobody to be saved. Who would be saved? (laughs) Like period. But, but yes, I just really want to share that story. But it's like, seriously like you have to if you don't already know your worth or you don't feel like you're good enough for something or you feel like you're trying so hard but you're like maybe you're just not blessed or you're not chosen no bro like you are as powerful and blessed you do have no idea all the beings around you that are helping you out rooting you on behind the scenes and just sending you so much love or how many people around you might even look up to you there's probably people stalking you I'm telling you there's people stalking your Instagram right now or there's people stalking you in person there's people at work staring at you trying to take notes on how you move yet you don't see that because you're too busy focus on oh this person don't fuck with me because I'm too blah 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 like we're so focused on things that just like like it doesn't matter. It don't matter. So going back to my main point, right? How do you get anything you want out of life? It all starts by changing within, changing yourself. So if you want something, how do you align with it? If there's something you've been pushing deep in the back of your head or deep in your body, you don't want to confront. It's too painful. It's too much. And or you are a lot of us and myself included. I'm guilty of doing this before that. I would smoke a lot. And I just started drinking towards the end of when I stopped smoking and drinking, but and I started drinking and that was a way of me to not feel the trauma and the pain that I had pushed away. And it was hard as fuck at first because when you actually let go and just sit and feel all the pain that was Caused onto you or all the pain you never felt it feels i'm not even gonna lie to you I'm, not gonna sugarcoat it. It does feel like hell Like that's a part of healing though because a lot of us are very used to especially like in the media How it's so normalized like drinking smoking or just all these distractions to cover up our own pain You're the only thing you're doing. Yes. It feels good in the moment But comfortability doesn't always mean that's the right way to go comfortability isn't Isn't gonna get you anywhere like and that's just a fact so the more you push things aside or push things to the back of your head all it's doing is just prolonging your healing like it's just like it's like putting a pause on a movie and you're just keeping it on pause so it takes you like two years to finish one movie but then someone else you could look at someone else like damn they finished this movie like a year ago if only i did it a year ago that's how you're gonna feel after you let yourself feel you're gonna be like damn i should have done this a long time ago but With me, for example, when I let go and just like literally surrendered to myself in the universe, nothing but beautiful shit happened after that. I'm not even going to lie to you, but I'm not going to lie too. for a couple months, maybe more than a couple months. I was crying a lot. Like I told myself, I'm not going to drink, not going to smoke. I'm not going to get a distraction to make myself not feel this. So I spent literally so much time bawling my eyes out like crying you would think i needed a hospital my mom literally walked in like like mijita like this is not okay like this is not normal like i'll call you a hospital right now and i was like no mother let me feel this like but it was hard i'm not i'm not gonna lie it was very hard because i had to cry sober and big parts of me a lot of times was like, Oh my god, like I need to smoke or I want to smoke because it was so hard. But after you get over it, it's like, damn, you almost lose the urge to even indulge in the same old habits that used to help you. And it hurts literally like going back to the same shit that you were doing before as distractions, like you don't even need these distractions anymore. It's like, it's crazy but it all starts within yourself and a lot of times also just a reminder if you have big big dreams or you pray for big things to happen you're gonna go through the most shit again not even gonna sugarcoat because I'm not here to sugarcoat you or to make you feel better about yourself I'm not here to do that I'm sharing exactly what I'm being told to share and I'm telling you how it is because a lot of people think shit is sweet and like when it comes to spirituality quote-unquote spirituality and I don't want to say that like it's like its own religion in in of itself, right? Because I see spirituality as another body that we have because there's the mental, physical. I talked about this in a uh, previous podcast episode, but there's mental, physical, emotional, but there's also the spiritual body that we neglect. And a part of that, it's not sweet when you first get into it. It's really not because you're confronted with a lot of pain and trauma that was caused to you and a lot of things you try to hide from or run away from. But when you pray and you ask for something big, you're going to get the biggest obstacles because you need to be prepared for it. Like if you ask like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I plan to be a millionaire. A lot of times if you're far from that energy or you don't even understand that energy, you will face so many obstacles and tribulations and trials because your character is being built up while at the same time being broken down in order to build a new character that's exactly who you want to be and who you are deep inside you just have to you just have to get through the layers like an onion like you gotta peel the layers one by one to find the core center of your authentic self and it all starts within changing yourself so this video i know we're already in in here in this podcast episode but I'm going to give you a few ways to help, like, change yourself, align yourself with the energy that you want to be in. So, first things first, like, look at who you want to become. Think of a person, whether it's in a movie, someone who really inspires you, someone who, who, just has this energy that you feel so drawn to and connected to and want to embody like, damn this bitch or this man. I'm, I want to stop cursing too. That's like another goal of mine, but I feel like I get my point across really like saying it, but who in your life, it could be in your life on TV, even a YouTuber, whatever the case may be. And who is that person that motivates and inspires you? Like, what about them? What about them inspires you? Let's say, is it their femininity? Is it their high-valueness? Is it the way they present themselves in public? Is it the way they are so productive and motivated? How they talk to people? Whatever the case may be, look at what exactly draws you to that person. Even write it down. Shoot, grab a journal right now. Like, write down who is it that motivates you and what exactly it is that motivates you. So. My role model, I like. I just wrote this down the other day, but I have one specific role model. I have three in my journal that I wrote down. But one specific one is actually an old friend um, who passed now, but he was so inspiring and motivating and we became friends. I've known him since middle school, actually, but we became a lot closer shortly before he passed. And I remember I showed him these dresses I made last year and I was selling them. I planned to sell them for like 50 and he was like 50 because I want to make it affordable. He was like no you have to make him like four hundred dollars because you're an artist and a lot of artists will downplay their work or downplay it because they are perfectionists and but you're worth so much more. And he was so annoying, but in the best way about his work and what he wanted to do, like he wasn't even a designer for real, but he started designing clothes for fun. And he would just literally like hit so many SoundCloud rappers up so many rappers, so many celebrities, influences whatever, and just hitting them up, showing them and even linking them in the city, finding them like, and he would be annoying and aggressive with what he wanted that he actually like, <sighs> I'm so sad because I knew he was going to do such good and big stuff in this life, but I know he will in the next life, but he was so talented that literally, I promise you whatever he wanted to do, he could do it because he was so confident in everything. Like he just like, like went to the craziest people and just talked and his words really will stick with me for the rest of my life. And that was just so inspiring, motivating. So it's like, um, whoever is that person for you? And if you have to, make it your background. Um, watch their stuff. Add it to your vision board. Like, look at them as a mentor. Even find a mentor. Who who embodies the person you want to become? Seriously. And um, also, a big tip is shadow work. I know. I know. Oh, I know. It's, a lot of us don't even want to hear that, but it literally all starts within you. So, that's like the, I feel like that's the number one place to start if you haven't already. Take care of what, what, I'm trying to think of the word. What you're covering up so you don't bleed on others. What wounds do you have that bleed onto other people or bleed onto the person you want to be? And a way to do that is through shadow work. Which literally means just sitting with the why of things. So let's say you get triggered over... I don't know, someone judging you. Someone said one thing and it really hurt you and it's been triggering you all day. Why do I feel this way? Sit with yourself. Why Why did this trigger me? Okay, this triggered me because it really hurt my feelings. Why did it hurt my feelings? First thing to pop into your head. I have a video on this too if you scroll down onto my TikTok, but I could actually, maybe I'll make a YouTube video too. It was actually a pretty good tip. But Literally write down everything that like dump or throw up your thoughts onto a paper of every single thought that comes in when you ask yourself why, like just as a little kid would like, why, 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 why do you feel like this? Oh, like, why did you feel this emotion? And a lot of times you'll find that it typically isn't the situation itself that triggered you, but you're actually triggered because subconsciously it reminds you of when your dad used to scream at you when you were little or when you were in elementary school and all these kids used to judge you and you never healed from it. And now you get triggered if someone judges you in the slightest way now. Like a lot of us have deep rooted stuff and it is hard. And I promise you, this is the most difficult step because after that, it's almost smooth sailing. You you beat that, you could be anything, seriously. So shadow work is a big thing. And a lot of times it is hard to do this. So, especially when you haven't done it before, you don't have a lot of experience doing it. So another big tip is therapy. I will emphasize therapy for so long. I went to therapy before and I stopped going because I was like, wow, this is great. I feel healed. And then I stopped going. But no, even if you feel like in your you're in your best place, it could take just a week for you to fall back. Like it's the therapists don't even see it as a weakness. A lot of people will see it as weak. And I'm talking to you men also. <laughs> like this is for y'all. Because I hear this from men all the time. Like, therapy. I don't need therapy or I, I was, I was taught to, to do this or, oh, my brother, my dad didn't need it. So I don't like, I turned out, I'll turn out fine. They turned out fine. Like, no, like therapy is just literally think of it. Like your thoughts is a big, knot, just tangled up string. Therapists literally help you untangle and understand those strings tangled in your head but I will always emphasize how important therapy is. And also don't get, what is it called? Don't get sad. I'm thinking of the word. Don't get miss. Um. I can't think of the word. Okay. Don't, don't feel bad if you can't find a good therapist the first time, because I hated hearing this, but I remember people told me like, it takes you a while to find a good therapist because it is a little process of trial and error. I'm not going to lie. But after like three or four, four therapists that i had um this one that i have now is so amazing she's so cool she's so dope i literally love her but that's probably going to be a process for you too but if you find your perfect person it literally feels like you're talking to a a bestie or you're talking to a good friend except they just listen and give you advice and tell you when you're valid or invalid like i'd be so excited every single week to talk to my therapist and i'm like girl Guess what happened this week, or I'm so proud of myself, girl, listen to this. or do you think this is weird? Like, I talk to her as like a friend, an unbiased, great friend who just gives me advice or tells me if I'm acting dumb. <laughs> like, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it,. But do what you have to do if it's like, you have trauma or things you heal from if you can't sleep at night a lot of times too there could be insomnia which is because of trauma like you're you'll be surprised how your body will keep and hold on to trauma that happened even when you were like five But also another tip when with healing specifically, because again, healing is very important and healing doesn't make you weaker. It doesn't make you slow. If anything, it makes you stronger. And I admire personally, especially when men tell me that they're going to see a therapist or they're going to therapy or they want to heal. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. I'm so proud of you. So I'm telling this to you, man and woman and everything in between. Um, I'm so proud of you, seriously, because it does take a lot and it's very, very brave to go and ask for help, especially in a society or at least in a generation or a trend where being hyper independent and healed and successful is such a big thing. But a lot of people don't actually discuss what it took to get there and don't discuss like the therapy or the trauma they go through or they even hide it all together. So it is brave and do it for you. And if you can't do it for you, do it for your ancestors or your future family. Because when you heal, and even if you do want kids or you don't want kids, in the future, you're healing for your children and you're healing for your family. And just know, and I know it's a lot to put on you. I'm sorry, but it is a lot, but um, you're healing not only what happened to you, but you're healing what your parents Haven't healed from because they accidentally or subconsciously taught it to you. Because a lot of parents, too, don't realize everything they need to heal, or a lot of parents, too, realize, okay, I'm not going to treat my child like this because, oh my gosh, my cats are acting crazy, but I'm not going to treat my child like this because. I didn't, I didn't want that, so I'm not going to do that for my kid. But a lot of us don't realize that the way to stop trauma from rolling over generationally or to stop yourself from bleeding from others is healing yourself first. Because it's like, just because you set that intention, like, okay, I'm not going to treat this person like this, like I did this last person, that isn't even enough. I'm sorry, because it all starts with in. You don't like something about your life or you don't like something that you do. What could you do internally? Another advice too with healing, journaling. If you go on Pinterest, you look up prompts. Let's say you wanna be, um, I don't know, you hate yourself or like you wanna have more self-love. Look up prompts, self-love. And I promise you a bunch of prompts will pop up and you're gonna find a lot that will help you. So that's like a big, big tip that I could give too. Um, There's like prompts for intimacy or prompts, self-love prompts. Look up prompts or healing prompts, shadow work prompts, um, inner child prompts, and you could like answer those. Also a big thing that I actually just did recently is a lot of us will tell lies to ourselves. Like I'm not good enough or um, I, can never, I can never be loved or I'm too much to love. Like what do you tell yourself that you know you repeated a lot and it doesn't help you? Like you're talking to yourself yet these things aren't true. A lot of us will tell ourselves something so much that we take it as truth and there's no no way it's anything other than truth. So when you do come up with these lies or you do catch yourself in a lie, and they are lies, I'm gonna reiterate that they are lies, write down in your journal what lies you tell yourself and then how you can make that into a truth. So let me actually grab my journal. I'll give you an example of what what I did. I don't mind being vulnerable. Which is funny because I used to have a problem of being vulnerable and open, but now it's like I I don't care, and I hope like you know it will give y'all a little idea of what's right. So, one I wrote my lie I'm too much to love, <laughs> which that's something I feel like a lie that I told myself for a long time. I always thought I was too much energy. It's like damn, other people find love so easily, but I don't think that's me because I'm a lot. But no. So i wrote i'm too much to love and then the truth is those who have the high self-love and high standard for themselves security and high value are able to love me period so when you have a lie change it to a truth so and then and once you write it down it's almost like a little switch even if you have to write it down a million times do that But that way you also have a visual of whenever you tell yourself that lie and just try to catch yourself and then change it, change your words, change how you speak to yourself and speak to yourself as you would your own child. Would you talk to your child like that if your child like fails a test, right? Would you tell them, oh my God, you're so dumb. Like, you're so slow. Like, it was so easy if only you studied more. No, because that's going to make them feel like shit. So why are you telling yourself all these negative things that aren't even true when you know it's not doing anything? It's not motivating you. It's not doing anything. It's not making you feel bad about yourself. So why are you doing it? Sorry. Um, Another tip too. There's actually a workbook that I found on Amazon a little while ago. And I definitely recommend it. I didn't even buy it, but I heard great things about it. But if you look up CBT workbook, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Workbook. And this is basically the, this is basically the way that therapists actually – this is the main – what is it called? The main um, way? I can't think of the word. Why is my brain acting like this right now? Oh, let me not let me scratch that see i'm so smart i just have so much knowledge in my brain that i have to go through folders see how i count myself that's another example (laughs) but if you look up on amazon cbt workbook there's one called retrain your brain cognitive behavioral therapy in seven weeks a workbook for managing depression and anxiety so this is one example there's a lot of different workbooks out there for kids teens there's another one on negative thoughts and self-love a bunch of stuff. So. If you want to do it yourself alongside therapy or you can't find a therapist or whatever the case may be you could actually get this workbook and they have prompts and different things to actually help you analyze yourself and actually gain an understanding and help heal whatever trauma it is and cognitive behavioral therapy is actually like the most popular way number one way or um i can't think of the word the number one way of or path that Okay, you know, you know what I'm saying? The number one path that psychologists and um, therapists actually take with their clients. So it's like a mix between behavior and cognitive all in one in therapy and it's actually the most successful. So that's another tip. And moving on from the healing. So I hope you all got that in your heads. Healing is very important and do it for yourself because you deserve it. You deserve all the love. You deserve everything you want in the world. Don't think you ever are undeserving or you will never get what you want because you will. Another thing is your mindset, talking to yourself or your, how do you see yourself? So after me personally, I healed a fuck ton it took a while but for the past i want to say this year last year past three years even maybe it was a big journey of healing unlearning and it wasn't until literally i want to say november so last month maybe end of october that i felt like at zero (laughs) because i feel like i healed overcame like understood I was on the other side of my healing journey. Like, I'm over it. Well, healing is a lifelong journey, but this specific journey, I felt like I was at zero. Like, damn, now I have to build my identity. Like, who am I? Like, I didn't even know who I was anymore because a lot of us, too, identify with our traumas. And that's, you know, psychological. It's normal. But a lot of us will identify with what happened to us or how we are because these things happened to us. So on the other side of this, or even now, a lot of us will be at this place of zeroness. Like, who even am I? Do I even know who I am, for real? Or a lot of us were even told like, oh, you should do this, or you, uh, you are perfect at this, so you, could, you should be a doctor. You should be blah, 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 you know? A lot of us are told certain things that we actually internalize and believe it for ourselves, whether it's that we were told we were lazy, we might believe we're lazy, or you were told your whole life you should be a doctor, so now you think you really wanna be a doctor, but it res- never resonated so a part of healing and even the aftermath of the healing is the fact that you're who are you who's your identity and that goes back to finding that person that you want to be or that you admire that is the closest or that's like a very close way to find you so it's like the real you must love femininity or love doing makeup but you never did in your life go for that Cause maybe that's, that's, that's actually your authentic you, you know, but you won't know until you try. So it's a little trial and error, but make it fun. It doesn't have to be like a task, you know, make everything fun, romanticize your life, live life like a game. You know, when you play a video game, it's like, let's say like Roblox, right? Cause I love Roblox and you play one of those housing games or town games and it's like oh I don't like this job so I'm just gonna quit and try to do my dream job in the game but you do it with like full confidence in the game because you're realizing like it's just a game so if I don't like I just quit and move on to the next or if I don't like my husband quit move on to the next but treat it like a game almost like why put so much pressure on yourself or like overthink something? And I know it's hard. Like it's easier said than done, but find what you, what you love, like what motivates you, bro? Like what excites you? What sparks something in you and follow that. If you're caught between a decision to make, you don't know if you want to do something, listen to your body. Like what would get me most excited? Even if it seems unplausible or it feels like, Like, how would I even go about this? Follow what excites you and what ignites something in you, because that's the direction you should go in. Why do something if you're not going to enjoy it, whether it's in a relationship, it's whatever the case may be, because a lot of us feel like we're tied to do like we have to do something, but you never do. It's your world, babes. You're the center of your own universe. But that also goes in with believing in yourself and believe that you're everything you deserve. What's your passion too? What are you passionate about? And this goes hand in hand too. What helps with this specifically is I'm not even trying to sound religious. I'm not at all. But having faith in a higher power in God. I'm sorry. I full, 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 fully believe that that is having faith in the unknown. And a lot of times, praying whether it's to God or your ascended masters, um, Jesus, Allah, your higher self whatever because again it's all law of one pray 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 to the supreme one being and praying and just having faith and even finding a place where you could put your faith in whether it's at a church or a mosque or even your own reading at home um whatever fuels your heart and brings you closer to god do that because god will help you so much especially with giving you strength and love because human power alone honestly isn't enough human power alone is not strong enough for a lot of things that we encounter but that's why we have help and a lot of us don't realize the help we have around us because we do live in a place or in a plane of free will so they're not allowed to help us until we give them consent so pray to your angels your angels are always there to help you all you have to do is tell them like please help me like i give you permission like help me and a lot of times it's hard, but, you know, it's a first step. Um, another thing, too, is not self-sabotaging. Don't self-sabotage yourself. That goes back to self-love. A lot of us would think we're not good enough or we're not meant to have something. And I actually saw a tweet the other day that really fucking popped out on me. I had to save it, but it was so good. But remember that a subtle form of self-sabotage is downplaying your skills and gifts just because it comes easy to you. Okay? So if you have a gift or a skill that a lot of people could even admire you for or call you out on, or it just comes easy that you don't even see it as a skill or a gift, that's a gift, babes. Follow what you're good at. What skills and talents do you have that'll make a difference in this world and make a difference in your life? follow that like a little string you know or like a hole right like you jump in the hole and it leads you to another place follow you everything is inside of you I'm so serious and you only think of your body like a temple like a home you don't want your home to be overcrowded or full of dust or full of like ghosts that lurk there in the night like you want to make your house beautiful and passionate and full of plants you want to decorate it you just want it to be a beautiful place and just know that you don't bring everything to the table because you are the table you gotta really like get to know yourself and a lot of us will even lack the self-love too because you don't even know yourself for real it's like how could you love yourself to a full or fully full extent if you don't even know who you are truly but yeah Oh, I feel like I'm spitting. A lot of this. Every time I do these podcasts, I feel like it's a lot of channeled stuff. So if you ask me what I said, I probably won't remember because it's all just going in like a uh, like a fountain. But also that goes the self sabotage too. A lot of us will sa- self sabotage by being hyper independent, and that goes too with our attachment styles. They have attachment quizzes online too, so you can find out if you're secure, anxious, anxious, or avoidant. But this also tells you your how you were raised and like how to how to basically heal it how to be more secure when it comes to yourself and other people and just know like i will never be abandoned or i can never be hurt because i'm that bitch you hurt me you're hurting me that's on you because you just lost the best thing that could ever happen in your life because it's true because you're out of the table and they just threw out the best table like the table that went to the grammys like what And even if you have to tell yourself to the point of delusion, like I'll talk myself up even to strangers, but not even for them, but for me, it's like, like nobody could tell me different. Like I'm in this place where I just have so much trust and faith and love in myself now that everyone around me could tell me I am nothing and I'd have to laugh. I'm like, girl, you got me messed up with the wrong one because I know you're not talking about me, but I've also been looking at uh, specifically your self-identity, going back to that and finding your authentic self. Who are you? And going with your self-identity is also just, again, what's your passion? What are you good at? Who do you admire that you want to be? Um, what? It, I almost lost my train of thought. But that comes with being high value and knowing your high value i've been watching a lot of high value woman podcasts and youtube videos which has been so beautiful because now that i'm building my identity because i was at zero and now i'm in this place like that i feel truly me like this is my identity and i want to embody the person that i know i'm meant to be or that i am and i'm really showing up with to with myself in the craziest ways. So a part of being a high value woman specifically, cause I am a woman and that's what I've been watching. So I'm gonna say that. But a part of being a high value woman is just being authentic in you and showing up to, as how you wanna be. So how could you show up as even a CEO? Let's say you wanna be a CEO. How can you show up as a CEO if you don't even put your best foot forward when you go out or when you enter a space? you want to be a CEO or like you want to be this type of woman, this type of man show up as that person. Like you're already there because you are. So I started, I used to all the time dress up and try to look the most presentable ever. But lately, just because of healing and everything, I've just been showing up like in sweatpants, just with my hair in a bun for months. Like I, for months, like I was dressed like a bum, which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like wearing sweats every day or anything like that. But it goes back to looking good to feel good. And feeling good also does not, is not equal to looking good. It's like two different things. Did that make sense? I feel like that was a whole lot of like tongue twisters right there. But I mean, showing up for yourself, but also dressing the part of who you want to be, looking the part. So me specifically with the identity that I want to have and that I now embody I'm embodying that person that I want to be for the rest of my life I'm embodying that authentic me by dressing the way I love to dress every single day I started um doing my full skincare like I started taking better care of myself whether it's and I was already honestly like I've always been great hygienic but I've been doing the most even more now like I will put on in shower body lotion and i will like shave every part of my body if i have to or i started doing the most when it comes to like my skincare routine at night and in the morning and just my teeth like i've been buying more stuff just for my teeth specifically i got a tongue scraper i got everything but the point is to in order to play a part or not even play a part in order to embody the you you're supposed to be how do you imagine them even write it down like this is the best way to do it, to find that person, authentic you. How do you imagine your dream person? Because a lot of us will imagine our dream person and that's who we want to be. How do they dress? How much money do they make? How do they do their hair? How do they uh, do they travel? Do they like to travel? Do they have a good job? Where do they work? It's all... It's all within you. Write it down. Envision that person you want to be, then show up as them. Seriously. And again, going back to me personally now, I've been doing my makeup every day too. I've been um, doing my hair. I'm going out like I got a business meeting every single day because that's truly who I am inside. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's exactly who I'm going to embody because that's me for real. So look the part you want to be be the part like that's you literally set an intention tomorrow morning i'm waking up like a new person now when i look back at even pictures and videos of just the summer bro the summer i feel like i'm looking at a whole different person and it's so weird it's such a weird disconnect and then now i feel like i really cultivated and am now learning and consistently maintaining these new habits and new ideas I have about myself that now I feel almost like a a little shriveled a part of me come up in like situations that I would have acted different like um for example someone asked me to drink or begs me to drink before I would have felt guilty and said okay fine I will like I had an inability to say no but that was because of childhood trauma that's because of things in the past that led that to happen to me so I had to forgive myself forgive other people I do a lot of forgiveness and I had to cultivate these new habits and the self love that now I have the ability to say no and set boundaries and not have FOMO and not feel guilty. So now it's like setting boundaries. I feel like a small part of me, like deep inside feeling guilty and it's almost funny. Like, I'm just like, damn, that's crazy because that's just really not even me. (laughs) Like that's really not even me anymore. Like, (sighs) it's beautiful but the process is a lot. <laughs> like I'm never going to sugarcoat it, but do it for you because you deserve it. Um, let me see my little list. I just jotted down like a, a few things that I wanted to talk about, but that's basically like that's basically everything. But level up, basically my point <laughs> in conclusion. Level up, level up your mindset. If you if there's something you want to change, what steps do you have to take to change it and if it's hard for you to change it or you try so hard and it's not working dig a little deeper maybe there's something stopping you that is subconscious and you don't even realize it but don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to seek a therapist or a counselor and whatever resources you need Don't be afraid to even reach out to me if you need advice. I try to answer as many people as I can, especially on TikTok and Instagram. I started answering Instagram more because I'd be forgetting. I'm not going to lie. So if you message me on Instagram and I didn't see, I'm so sorry. I will get to it. But yes, that is the end of that. And I love you all again. And good luck with everything. And... I love you so much, and I know this next year you're about to make it your bitch because you are a powerful person, and you got it. Easy, light work. You have nothing to worry about because God is with you, and you are God, okay? (laughs) But, yes, have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to this, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.